All right, Malcolm, first off, what's going on? Welcome. Would love to just hear a little bit more about your background, your story, and then give the one-minute pitch on Alba Labs. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, first of all, Clay, really nice to, to uh, be on. Thanks for having me. Um, really exciting. Um, yeah, so the quick uh, short background on myself. So, yeah, my name is Malcolm. I'm founder and CEO at Alva Labs, uh, Stockholm, uh, Swedish-based HR tech company. Uh, we're just pushing soon five years um, since we founded the company. Uh, so um, short background on myself, you know, I'm born and raised in Sweden, um, studied uh, business and economics uh, now 10, 12 years ago here in Stockholm, and I've more or less since then been in some kind of uh, early stage um, context ever since, like either uh, founding my own company or early employee, or most recently before Alva, I spent a few years at a uh, the Swedish uh, and sort of European PE and venture fund EQT, uh, where I also met my two co-founders and uh, yeah, uh, then four and a half, five years ago, uh, jumped ship and, and uh, started Alva. Um, and yeah, the one minute pitch on Alva is really um, sort of our mission at Alva is to create a fair and efficient job market. Um, and we do that by helping companies to more effectively uh, identify which candidates have the highest likelihood of success in the recruitment process. So practically speaking, what we do is today uh, via our candidate assessment platform, help recruiters and hiring managers really to evaluate and sort of assess and understand each candidate's sort of long-term potential. Uh, so really like the fundamental traits uh, of you as a, a human being, really, your personality, your problem-solving skills, and sort of logical ability. Uh, the sort of core fundamental traits that we know are you know, reliable and really predictive of long-term success in, in any role, really. Uh, so the, the sort of key value propositions uh, you get from using our product is uh, you save a ton of time in especially like the early candidate screening phase. Uh, you will over time really um, improve hiring success. Um, and also by limiting bias, by making more sort of data-driven and structured decisions in your recruitment process, you'll end up making uh, lots of improvements on talent diversity across the spectra um, and really creating also like a fast transparent and fair candidate uh, experience, which is really, I think, uh, the core in all of this. Uh, the fairness and, and the diversity is really about making the candidate come through, uh, come through as, as, as well as possible and, and in an objective and fair manner, right? Yeah. And the recruiter or hiring manager, they're the ones that are determining what questions are going into those assessments and like how to weight them. No, so that's all, Alva. So we'll... Uh, We'll do that uh, all for you. So essentially, you define the role that you're hiring for, and we'll help you to pick sort of the, the role profile to assess against. And we'll ultimately sort of bring through the candidates, um, have them go through the assessments and give you uh, sort of decision support based on that um, sort of uh, automatic and more mechanic evaluation of the candidates um, um, against that sort of profile and role. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Makes sense. So 
what are some of the types of questions that you're screening for within that evaluation portal? Right. So on the personality side, it's based on this um, uh, scientific um, framework within psychometrics, uh, which is called the big five, the most um, uh, widely um, sort of used personality assessment framework. And it's been uh, sort of uh, used for decades, really. And that's that's not a, a Alba product. It's really like an open source research product. Um, where you essentially assess for things like conscientiousness or openness to experience uh, and things like that. And, and to a varying degree, depending on the role that you're hiring for, uh, sort of different ranges of uh, these um, personality traits will be more or less important. And sort of then combining that to uh, with a logical ability, which really assesses sort of the ability to learn new skills, um, problem solving on a uh, sort of more general basis. Got it. Makes sense. Have you narrowed down who the target customer profile is for Alba or are you keeping it relatively broad to just any type of recruiter? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question and something that we discuss uh, uh, often uh, within the team. So today we, we, we work with anything from the small few, um, uh, the small team, really, uh, the small startup, perhaps, up to a few larger enterprise companies in, in the Nordics and Scandis. Um, however, our sweet spot is really, um, and also telling from our customer base, uh, you know, the typical scale-up, uh, so mid-sized companies, um, hiring, uh, growing fast, hiring quite a lot, um, high volumes on both roles and also candidates. Um, where the company is also really looking to sort of standardize the hiring process um, in a better way across across the company, which is especially can be especially painful, right, when you're growing fast um, in in a startup or, or scale up. So uh, yeah, really that sort of digital uh, native uh, SME to mid sized company growing fast um, and um, yeah looking looking to hire the best talent is really the, yeah. the sweet spot makes sense uh, so you guys said that you've been around for five years or so sounds like you're growing relatively fast right now but you want to talk a little bit more about how you acquired your first customer and just getting over the the cold start problem right yeah so so I think in hindsight, I think that was um, actually not that big of a um, thing or issue that we uh, that we thought a lot about. Like we kind of just uh, you know put together a, a first deck and really simple prototype. I believe the first one was really like in, in a spreadsheet and a PowerPoint presentation and kind of just went out and spoke to customers. Uh, and you know one thing led to another and we suddenly have this had this first, first company uh, willing to actually pay for, for that prototype. Uh, and that ended, ended up being the first customer, which we has, uh, eventually actually built the product for. And then uh, we kind of took it from there. Um, so really on a one customer at a time kind of thing uh, and sort of validating um, both the problem space, but our ideas around the solution really early on before there were literally any lines of codes written. Yeah. How many customer outreach efforts like that that you did did you do? Like, did you have to reach out to like a hundred customers in order to get your first one, or just trying to understand that funnel a little bit better? Right. 
Uh, no, so I think the hit rate early days were, was um, you know fairly high. I, I can't recall the exact numbers, but um, we really went out uh, via our sort of personal networks in the beginning, like companies we knew or people we knew, uh, and uh, perhaps. The person we started initiated a conversation with wasn't ultimately the right, nor the user or a potential buyer, uh, but that person kind of um, sort of led us to the right um, sort of proper user or decision maker. And I think one uh, insight back then was really that like people are generally quite uh, sort of open to help someone out trying to build something, uh, was my perception at least. Uh, so uh, quite a lot of people are, are curious and excited about new things uh, and just excited to, to hear, you know, a new perspective or, uh, you know, a new idea of how, how to solve a particular problem. So I think it's quite, um, yeah, can you manage to have that conversation in a good way? I think uh, many people are sort of willing to help. That's my experience at least. Totally. Totally makes sense. Uh, switching gears a little bit. But what is one piece of advice you give to someone that's starting a company today? Um, yeah, so I mean, there's there's tons of advice or like mistakes that we made that uh, uh, I, I would you know urge people to to think about. Uh, but uh, if it's if it's only one, I think once you sort of come. Uh, gotten something off the ground and you're kind of taking the first steps to grow that initial team uh, and business really when you have uh, call it the, the early signs of some kind of product market fit if you will um, uh, also given what we do at Alva I really think um, that uh, you as the founder should really think long and hard about um, your recruitment process uh, even for the first few hires. Um, you could argue like the first, when you're a super small team, you know, one, two, three, four founders, uh, adding your, your first to, you know, fifth employee, uh, each of those individuals uh, will be like pivotal for the uh, sort of impact to the company and, and trajectory in the early days. Uh, and uh, you know, typically in the beginning, you don't have much capital, which means you don't have that much time. So you kind of make uh, need to make each each swing uh, at the ball count. Uh, so really thinking long and hard about um, um, sort of running that first recruitment process really diligently, and uh, you know, from our perspective, really focusing and emphasizing on what we talk about as like the long term potential, right, and not just uh, blindly going after that shiny CV, which might be, you know, uh, uh, looking good, but in the beginning, it's really, you know, a lot of hustle, and everyone needs to do a little bit of everything. Uh, so you need people that are uh, really willing to work hard and, and can solve all those, like all those many problems in the beginning. Yeah, you guys obviously use Alva when you're hiring internally, right? Right. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's been uh, a game changer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, what is one small change that you've made that's made a big difference in your life or in the business? Um, yeah, so I think um, the one 
small change I made um, was about a year ago. I uh, started seeing a professional coach, um, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe at least the perception I have is that uh, that's uh, a lot more common in the States uh, than in Europe, uh, and especially in Sweden. Like I barely thought that was a thing you could do uh, as a early stage founder. Uh, but for me, and I th- really think that's a shame, and I wish I had done that way uh, before. Uh, and for me, that's been a, a, a game changer um, for you know not only my well-being, uh, I think also my pro- per- um, sort of professional and personal development in the journey going from you know three founders to now you know 50, 60 employees and growing, um, and also my family life. Um, so. You know, building a company is really tough uh, and you're at least it feels like you're facing existential threats on a daily or weekly basis. Uh, and you kind of need to cope with all of that, uh, focus, prioritize, uh, be paranoid, but still not let everything, you know, eat you up because uh, odds are stacked against you. So you can, you know, it can be a bleak picture at points um, at times. Um, and at the same time, you know, I have two kids. Uh, I want to be a great husband and father to my children and be present. And, you know, there's many things you want to do really well. Uh, so for me, um, that's been, you know, I spend two hours each month and it's just so helpful and valuable to get, um, you know, outside perspective, someone that's, you know, questioning your you know, opinions or fears or uh, emotions even um, uh, so yeah I think that's that's something I would really recommend anyone and I wish I had done it uh, years ago yeah I think that's really good advice I've talked to a handful of other founders in the states and it seems like it is pretty common here yeah. but I didn't know it just like wasn't accepted as much in uh, in Europe or just like wasn't as, as popular um, right or it is and people but people just don't talk about it i don't know maybe. yeah i'm not sure <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure but yeah it seems like everybody i've talked to has the same reaction it's like yeah this is just such a valuable roi investment for right for exactly and i, I think yeah because it's it's kind of in the same bucket as you know seeing a psychologist like at least yeah. my perception of the swedish norm is that it's somewhat stigmatized uh, and, and I think that everyone should do that like proactively. Uh, uh, and this is, um, one of those things that I think start earlier than later. Totally agree. And then last question I had for you is if you had one ask for our listeners, what would it be? Yeah, so I think um, regard, depending on uh, sort of your capacity, if you're a founder or manager or early employee or investor, I think really uh, to think and look beyond you know, the resume when hiring and scaling your team. Uh, we believe it's all about hiring people and not CVs. Uh, and you'll build you know, a better, stronger, more diverse and dynamic team uh, and also really making an impact. Uh, so yeah, hire people, not cities. Love it. Couldn't agree more. Uh, well, cool, man. That wraps up all the questions I had. I told you I don't want to eat up too much of your time. Um, awesome. Anything else that I can help with before we have to jump off here? 
No, it was great. Thanks a lot, Clay. Yeah. And yeah, I guess last point. Uh, Bravo on a great product. I'm a uh, happy and engaged user since, I don't know, a year or two uh, and uh, love it. So you guys are doing a great job. Love it, man. I will send that shout out to our product team. I wish I could take more credit for that, but all falls on uh, that. Everyone takes, should take credit for it. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it again. It's been awesome. Thanks a lot, Clay.